You're listening to Jai Long and this is Make Your Break. Whether you're a big-hearted creative or an aspiring entrepreneur, let's take action on your dreams. Reconnecting you with your why and giving you the how. I'm here to dish out actionable mindset tips and fun industry secrets to help you blow up your biz. From eye-opening reality checks to motivational gold, no two episodes are ever the same. So tune in weekly, skip the FOMO, and let's dive into the deep together. Hey, hey, welcome back to Make Your Break. You're listening to Jai Long. This is episode 185, and today I'm talking to Eden Strader all the way from New York City. She's a business coach. She specializes in design and marketing. And today she's actually going to talk to us about a new marketing strategy. So I actually hit her up and said, hey, Eden, can we go through and like maybe make a little bit of a marketing strategy that we can actually implement into our businesses, have a few takeaways. So anyone that's listening can actually walk away with a new mindset and some new strategies to implement into their business. So I'm excited about today. I know you're going to get a lot from it. I'm not going to take up too much of your time. I think we should get straight into the episode. I'll see you soon. Hi, Eden. It's so good to finally have you on the show. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Of course. I'm really excited about today because I know you've got some really cool marketing strategies to bring to the table. Yeah, I'm I'm excited to talk about... I literally felt like Christmas writing all of this stuff out. I always tell people like building strategy and talking about just like data and logistics and just making everything really streamlined is... It's like my favorite thing in the world. So I'm excited. That's so cool. So just to get started, do you want to uh, introduce yourself to my audience? Yeah, I'm Eden Strader and I'm a destination wedding photographer turned business coach. So I spent the last six years shooting weddings around the world and was kind of dipping my toe into education. And then obviously 2020 happened and I was kind of phasing out of weddings and I was like, you know what, let's just like do this entirely and haven't looked back. And yeah, I love it. My big thing with coaching and educating is that I'm a firm believer that our businesses are supposed to be incredible to support a beautiful life rather than becoming our life. So that's mm. kind of the the reason behind everything is like, yeah, I want you to have a beautiful, fulfilling, amazing business, but it's to be a tool to support your dream life rather than you know taking over our lives. That's so cool. Tell me about the transition. So why did you decide that this was the full-time thing you wanted, wanted to do? Yeah, I was I was getting a little burnt out of weddings, which I know yep. happens to a lot of us. Um, and so I was kind of phasing out regardless. I would say like in t- end of 2019, beginning of 2020, my business was kind of 50-50 with weddings and education at that point. And so when the pandemic hit, obviously all of our weddings got canceled or rescheduled. And I just remember having to like sit down. I mean, I know we all did a lot of reflecting during that time. And I was like, is my heart... Like fully in weddings anymore. And I realized it wasn't, which as we all know, if you shoot weddings, you have to be a hundred percent into it. Otherwise it's just, it's not it. It's not fair to you. It's not fair to your clients. And so I was like, okay, I think it's time to give this like my all and see how it goes. And yeah, never looked back. I've loved it. And photography has gotten to be a hobby again, which has been really, really cool. It's so cool going back to having it as a hobby, eh? Like it's so different to having it as a job, full-time hustle compared to a hobby when you can just fall in love with it and go and do whatever you want to do. Yeah, it's so nice. I just get to like shoot for fun. I got a film camera and it's like, there's just no pressure on it anymore. And so it's been really beautiful to just kind of take it back to being 
an art that is for fun and not for yeah. money. I've really loved it. One thing I want to say is like from an outsider outsider's perspective, it looks like you have a lot of fun in your business. Like it looks like you're out yeah. there, you know, in New York doing all the fun things, cruising around. And uh, I think you're really good at showing up and showing that as well. But it actually genuinely looks like you just have the time of your life all the time. I kind of do. Like not to say it's always fun, right? Like it's not (laughs) always butterflies and rainbows. It's still very much life. But I think that's like one of the beautiful things about being an entrepreneur, right? Is like we became our own boss to have a lot of fun and freedom. And we kind of lose sight of that. And we get Mm. really caught up in the hustle. And it leads to a lot of burnout. And after I kind of transitioned my business and did burn out of one aspect of it, I was like what am I doing? I'm young. I like love my job. I love my craft. Like I want to make sure that I'm having as much fun in my business as I have in my life. Um, because you know, it's my passion. So it's been really cool to build systems and strategy. And that's why I'm so passionate about it that like allow me to have a lot of fun in my business and in my personal life. Like I took almost all of July off to travel. And it was just really cool. And like a really cool moment to like sit back and be like, oh, this is amazing. And I'm really proud and excited that I like built a business that can run itself for a month while I just like go gallivanting around Europe. (laughs) Like it's so fun. Yeah. Yeah. So what have you got in store for us today? Yeah. So I'm really excited because I know I wanted to come on and I know we talked about talking about marketing and marketing is amazing. And even though it is amazing, I feel like it's one of those things that a lot of people get really scared by because they probably didn't start their business to become a marketer. Like they became it to be a creative or to run a brand or to be a photographer. And I feel like that is where a lot of creatives get caught up. But it's such a powerful tool that can one be a lot of fun, but also run itself. So there's a lot of strategy and system that goes into it. And I've found, and I'm sure you work with people who are the same, where I'll be like, yeah, what's your like, what's your marketing strategy? And the answer is usually just like, oh, I post every day on Instagram. And I'm mm. like, okay, what does that do? Like, what are we what, what's the point of that? Like, where's that leading? What's the strategy behind the posts every day? Like, what are we, what are we looking at? And that's usually just kind of it. And so yeah, I'm excited to kind of walk through the different aspects of marketing, talk a little bit about the branding that goes behind it. And so if it's cool with you, I think starting there is always like the best jumping off point. I can't wait. Let's get straight into it. Yeah. Okay. So before we even jump into marketing, one of the big things to my business is like branding and how that's really the foundation of everything because your marketing tactics, say it is posting every day on Instagram. If you don't have a brand message behind it or a brand goal or a brand foundation, it's just going to be a pretty picture. And unfortunately... I mean, fortunately, but also unfortunately, there's like thousands of us that can like post a pretty picture or create good content. And unless there's a brand message behind it and direction, that's all it's going to be. And your viewers can find that. Yeah. It's like your viewers can find that anywhere. I was reading a statistic the other day that we consume like what thousands of pieces of content a day, which is just... I think I just read a stat as well. And it was like one, I think it's 1 billion posts go up per day on YouTube. And it's just oh like videos gosh. posted basically on the internet. And it's yeah, like, wow. It's and if you wild. just, yeah, we're just sort of adding to that. <laughs> yeah. We're really just like 
We get so consumed by our businesses that we think everyone's paying attention to them all the time, but it's like, they're kind of not unless we do things strategically. And so that's why having an amazing brand in place is crucial because people are, you know, they're intaking just thousands of pieces of content today. So what I always tell people is that like branding is you. It's just like a representation of who you are, what your why is, what your message is. And so we need to have like a really clear understanding of who we are, what our brand is so that our marketing efforts can actually go somewhere. Showing up daily is not going to be enough if there isn't any intentional heart behind it. So I kind of have some branding practices and like branding basics that I always run people through just to get started on what they should be communicating in their social media marketing. Can you give us some hints on some of those? Yes. I'm like, (laughs) let's go through them. I kind of want to know yours too. But they're my favorite and they're really personal for the most part. Um, But I have like three main questions that I always ask people. And one is like, what is your favorite part of yourself? Like, what is your favorite thing about yourself as a human being? And I think it's crucial that you kind of take your business out of it when you're thinking about these questions. The second is like, what are your best strengths? Like, what are you really good at? Because you don't need to be good at everything, but you at least have a couple of strengths. And the third is how would you want your friends and family to describe how you make them feel when you're around them? And I think that's something really important to think about is like, what is it that you bring to the people that you love and the people that you really care about and the people that you spend the most time with? Because all the answers to these questions... Those are your why. Like that's the foundation of who you are as a human. And so that's what should be at the foundation of your business. So for example, that's like how you make people feel. And that's how you'd make your clients feel ideally, right? Like I always think like, I don't know. You tell me actually, I'm going to ask you. I'm not going to talk about myself. How do you want your friends and family to describe how you make them feel? Uh, I want them to feel like I gave them my full attention all the time. Like, so I always want to make people feel like that I'm not too busy. That's a really beautiful one. Really important for me. Yeah. Yeah. But being present, I guess. Yeah. I feel like that also like genuinely shows up so much in your business and like your one-on-one work and making sure people feel attentive to. And that's, you know, something that really sets you apart from the competition. Like we've all interacted with people or businesses that we feel like they don't care at all. Yeah, they've got no time for us. I know. And I hate that to be honest. Yeah, it's so (laughs) icky. And so that's why that's such a big part of your business. Mm. And like, what are your best strengths? Like your best strengths as a person are going to be your best strengths in your business. And those are the things that you need to communicate to your clients as well. As well as like what you love about yourself. Like I always, I always, since I was a kid, like one of my favorite things about myself is that I'm like really blunt (laughs) and I'm really hardworking. And like those two things come into my business. And I also love fun, which that actually made me so happy that you said that in the beginning. I was like, yes, that's like such a key part of my brand. So good. Yeah. Yay. Um, Cause that's, that's how I operate. And so that's what I want people to get out of coaching with me. Like if they're looking for a really soft, delicate coach, who's going to hand them easy answers, like it's not me, please don't, please don't work with me. Like you we're not going to get along. Therapist for that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's for someone else. And that's okay. And that's okay. And so those are the things that we need to capitalize on because it's really easy as entrepreneurs to look around, see everyone's success and be like, how can I copy that or even just kind of replicate it. Like, what are they doing that's working and how can I do the same thing? But in reality, when we do that, we're just creating more competition for ourselves. But it's really important that we're like aware of our own strengths and we're not trying to mimic other people's because that's what's going to separate us from the competition. And that's how we run a successful business. So one well, of the things also, that I Can really I actually like, just have a bit yeah, of a yes, rant on that please. little bit? 
Please you know, interject. Yeah. So like one thing that I've noticed, I um actually I was out in Europe last month as well. And I like met so many photographers and stuff. And I think one of the biggest shames is like what you're saying, not enough people put attention into like what makes them amazing, what makes them beautiful, what makes them incredible in the marketplace. And too many of us, they dim their own lights and they talk badly about themselves all the time. Mm. And it's the weirdest thing like to see that they're they're not their number one supporter. And so instead of saying yeah. what they're good at, they always tell you what they're bad at. Like, I'm bad at social media. I'm bad at Instagram, bad at doing captions. I'm bad at this. I'm bad at that. Um, don't look at this. Don't look at that. Like, the comp- it's too much competition. There's too many amazing people out there. I'm not as good as them. And I hear this over and over. And it feels like this mantra that people chant to themselves. And I'm like, man, you're in the worst space right now. And you have to change mm-hmm. it because if you're not your biggest supporter, no one else is going to show up to be that person either. So you need to start that flow. Mm, no, absolutely. And I always think back on, I always tell this story to my audience about this Twitter fight that I got into in the beginning Ooh. of my career. <laughs> yeah, I know. It's very fun. I was like 20. So it was like, you know, your ego is pretty big and your shoes are short. <laughs> but I was like at the beginning of my career and I I wanted my work to just look like other good photographers. Like I kind of had a little bit of a like artistic voice, but barely. I just kind of was like, how can I build a successful photography business? What does everyone else's work look like? Let's make sure it looks like that. And I was doing okay. Like my business was okay. I was full-time. And then one day sent me someone sent me a, a Twitter thread. And it was this girl who had like screenshot a bunch of photographers' feeds in the market and had posted them and was like, this is the most boring thing I've ever seen. And you know, when people critique our art, are rude about our art, it's always insulting. And again, I was 20. So it's my hard. ego was like, it's super hard. yeah, it's hard to hear. It's still hard to hear. I feel like I take it a little bit better now. But I remember being like, how could you say this? Like, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, sorry, I'm not taking it back. Like your work is really boring. And I literally can't tell the difference between it and anyone else's. And obviously the delivery was poor. But like when my ego died down a little and I had calmed down, I was like, you know what? Like, she's not wrong. Like my work just kind of does look like everyone else's. And like, what fun is that? For one, I'm like not having that much fun artistically, but also like, what am I doing? Like right now, the only thing that's separating me from the competition is my pricing. And that's shit. That just means I have to charge less than everyone else. And it was like this big moment of like taking a step back and looking at my craft and being like, how can I make this different? And how can I make this more me? And that's when my business actually took off. It's so funny how you can have a negative experience and it changes everything for you. I had actually a really similar experience. I um, won like the Rangefinder Top 30 Award in 2015. And I had this guy that was, I'm pretty sure he was in Texas and he worked at a university. And he was just furious that I got that because in his eyes, I wasn't good enough. Anyway, so he, he took upon himself to write this gigantic email, just pages on pages on pages and critiqued every photo. And I remember looking through and I was reading it and I was like, oh my God, he's so right. Like it's amazing feedback. And so even though he was trying to throw daggers at me of why it wasn't good, he actually helped me become a much better photographer because everything he said, I completely agreed with. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, this is the best critique and feedback that I've ever actually had in my life. And now thank you to you because now I'm a much better photographer and I'll keep going. Love that. No, yeah. I love that. I think that, yeah, sometimes the delivery is poor, but like feedback is feedback. And if that's someone's perspective, I think it's always worth in our businesses being like, oh shit. Yeah. Well, you also got to understand like if someone's, if it's evoked someone enough to screenshot and put on Twitter or to send you an essay of why something is this way, it means your brand has made someone feel something or your, or your work. 
And then you've got to acknowledge that like most people won't give you feedback and especially if they don't like it. And so when you get true feedback like that, it's actually worth a lot because you yeah. can learn so much from it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's something to be said about feedback where they're not trying to please you yeah. or like stay on good terms. <laughs> it's as honest as it gets. It so is. Yeah, no, it really is. So yeah. Anyway, so I think that's again, yeah, what's so important about like really differentiating yourself from the competition and like getting really honest with yourself about what you want to bring to the table as a creative. Cause yeah, it is a, it is a saturated market, but if you can identify what makes you better and what makes you different, it's not a saturated market anymore. If there's, you know, no one doing it like you. And so before I even talked about marketing to like any of my coaching clients or anyone that I'm speaking to about marketing in general, I'm like, what are we doing? Like, what's the passion? Where's the heart? Because that's what we need to communicate in marketing. That's what's actually going to sell. And so once you've kind of asked yourself those questions and can work through what it is that's so special about you and what you want to bring to the table, you can, you know, create a clear branding statement because that's kind of like your first impression tool across whatever platform you're utilizing. And this is where I see a lot of photographers specifically, but creatives in general get really hung up where we like to just grab random trendy words that we see in the industry that are doing well for a while is like adventurous and authentic. And then it moved into editorial. And I would do these like portfolio reviews where I was like, your work is gorgeous, but it's it's actually not those words. Like I can tell totally. you just grabbed some buzzwords mm. and they don't even apply. And so if you can do those branding questions and like really think about yourself as a human, then you're able to write a clear branding statement that's going to walk through what you do, what your specialty is. It should say where you're based, right? If you're like a location-based service and who do you serve? Like who is your ideal client? Who are the people that you're dying to work with? Don't make it so that they have to hunt down information about you and your business and brand within your social media platforms. It should be really, really clear who you are and what you do and why they should hire you as soon as they click into any of the tools that you're using for marketing. And so after talking to you and your team a little bit, it feels like, and I know when I talk to people, Instagram is usually everyone's like, one app that they love to hate, but also like hate, they like refuse to give up on. Like they're like, I'm going to keep going, even though I, I kind of hate it, but I also love to hate it. It's like such a, it's a weird tool, but it's yeah. like the tool everyone loves. And so, yeah, once we have those things laid out, we can actually start marketing in an intentional way that's going to communicate, communicate, wow, sorry, our brand principles. And so I want to kind of talk about a few different aspects of marketing, if that's cool. And I wanted to ask like what you, you know about like short versus long-term marketing tools and like how your business approaches those things. Yeah, absolutely. So I call it a little bit different. I have, um, so my concept is, I call it slow burn marketing and firecracker marketing. So firecracker marketing is the Mm. same as like lighting a firecracker and throwing it and you get instant results. Like it's the instant gratification of something bang going off. And then slow burn marketing is kind of like you build a big fire and you can just like let it burn all night. And sometimes you just got to throw some more wood on it, but it's there and it keeps everybody warm. So it's kind of the same concept of like short-term, long-term, but... Mm -hmm. um, But a funner name. Yeah, I'm like, that's way more fun. Yeah, I love that. (laughs) I'm like, that's way more fun than short-term and long-term. But I always tell people, yeah, when we're like approaching our marketing, we should be taking into account two things. And first is short-term versus long-term tools. And then like to our personalities, because I I don't think we do that enough. And so I want to kind of break down our personalities first, because I think that's really important because... 
I mean, you and I know, I'm sure too, because you're in the coaching space. When you log into, let's say, Instagram or Facebook or whatever, there's going to be like 10,000 ads. They're like, hey, you should be using TikTok. Hey, you should be using Instagram. Hey, you should be using Facebook ads. Like this is the one tool that's going to change your business forever. And I just remember when I was in the beginning of my business being like, oh my God, that person must be correct. Let me do that really quick. And then it would be like, there was another one. And I was like, oh, okay. Like you After always a while, feel you like just you're... get overwhelmed. Yeah. You just get so <laughs> overwhelmed. And I feel like creatives too, they like get really hung up on the fact of like, I don't have time to do all the platforms. And I'm like, oh, you don't need to do all the platforms because Not the reality of the situation is that they, they all work. Like Facebook ads work, TikTok works, Instagram work. They all work. And so it's more important that instead of looking at all these people who are telling you that their one thing is going to be the thing that changes your business, you instead think about the ones that are going to be fun and like bring you joy. Like... Mm. You obviously love having conversations with people and meeting new people. And so the podcast is an amazing marketing tool for you. Yeah. And like, same for me. Like, I love being able to talk to people or like, I really do love Instagram because I get to like build connections with people. And that's really, really important to me. And so any of the marketing tools are going to work that you put your energy into. But if you hate using a marketing tool... That it's not gonna going to work for you. That, <laughs> yeah. It's like, why would something work for you that you just like don't... You go into with such a negative energy and you just hate participating with. Like people can feel that. And so if there's an app yes. you hate, like you don't want to show up and make videos every day, please get off TikTok. Like yeah. don't, don't be on there. You don't have to be. And so we actually have an intuitive marketing quiz that I can send you the link for if anyone wants to do that to kind of like hack their own brain and see which ones work best for their personality. But as like a general rule, like I always tell people, I'm like, if you're more introverted and you like writing, maybe like SEO is great. If you love scrolling and like inspiration and making mood boards, Pinterest is great. If you're really extroverted, great. Instagram, that's a great platform to like meet new people and talk to them all the time. If you're... (laughs) Yeah. And TikTok, I was going to say, if you love being the star of the show, TikTok. Like if you're that extroverted person that's like, I love being in front of the camera. I love talking. I love all of the things. Please get on TikTok. It's going to be great for you. And if you love writing, that's you know great for the email list. And if you happen to have a ton of money laying around, great. Facebook ads will be incredible. Like there is... A marketing tool that works for every single personality. And mm-hmm. so it's more important that you release this belief that one marketing tool is going to change your business forever and instead focus on your own energy and what you enjoy so that those platforms can assist you. Yeah. I would love to say a few things on that as well. Like one thing yeah. is a lot of people, like I say this all the time. So I'll just quickly share a little story. You you will see this often. People will get onto Facebook, maybe a Facebook group, and they'll say, like, okay, so I just posted on Instagram and it confirms what I was thinking. It's totally dead because I've only got six likes. Like it's dead. And so they always blame the platform, but never blame their own content. And I find that really interesting. So it's the sort of the way I see it, it's the same as a chef cooking something, maybe a subpar meal, and then puts it on a plate and then blames the plate for the food for being shit. And I'm like, it's not the platform, man, because your content, it needs, if you're showing up and you don't like the platform, you're making shitty content and you're posting it for the platform, not for the people you're trying to serve. Now, I don't care like what the food is. It doesn't matter what plate it's on. It should taste good. You should be able to put it on a banana leaf and it's going to taste good, right? And mm-hmm. so 
why you see some people that are so successful on social media is because it doesn't matter if they're showing up on TikTok. They can like sit there and talk on TikTok. Then they can quickly talk on Instagram. Then they can talk on LinkedIn. Then they can be on Twitter and they can do those things because the reason why they're doing it is they have a stronger why and they're trying to spread their message and their brand and what they have to the world instead of caring of what plate it's served on because that's totally mm-hmm. irrelevant. So I think that's uh, number one, really important and so important for us to realize that we need to take responsibility of our own content because if we don't love our content, you can't expect other people to love it either. And number two is reputation is everything. So, so many times people will get onto Instagram and go like, okay, so I did a post or they do a blog post. I did one blog post or I did Pinterest. I did it once. And the people that win, and if you never want to have money troubles ever again in your whole life, it's just how can you show up and then repeat that just like going to the gym. If you want that physique, if you want those muscles, if you want that amazing booty, whatever it is, it doesn't just come. It comes from repetition, showing up, doing it again, showing up, doing it again. And that's why I think it's so important to get onto a platform that you actually love because it allows you to keep showing up without that resistance. Mm, Yeah, no, I love that. And I think too, just thinking of like, I always tell people where I'm like, if showing up to talk about your business feels like a chore, that means that there's a disconnect on how passionate about your work you are right now. Yeah, yeah, like something's wrong because Man, you can't you stop love... me talking about my business. <laughs> like yeah. if you're having a oh, beer no, with never, me, like... if you're getting on a podcast, like it doesn't matter where I am. I'm just like, oh man, don't you know? Haven't you seen my new thing that's coming out right now? Let's talk about it. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm like, you should love your products and services so much that you don't even have to think about selling because totally. it, you're just so excited to talk about it and so excited to get it into people's hands because you know they're going to love it too. And if you don't, we got to go back to the beginning. That's like when yeah. you have to go back to the basics of like, why did you even start this? Where's the love for it? Because it should be easy to market your business. You really should just be able to talk about how much you love your stuff and want to get it into other people's hands. I completely agree with that. Yeah. So if that's where people are at, I'm like, take a step back before you even go any further. Because you got to get that. That's like yeah, the foundation before you even... Yeah, I'm like, it's no, really important too because we're not you. shaming anybody. Because if, if it's like, if it's not easy for you, this is not like, oh, this is directly attacking me right now. It's like, no, 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 it should be easy for you. So do the work to make sure it is easy for you because life can be so much easier. Like, life opens up and becomes amazing when you start working with the right clients that actually value you and love what you're doing. And the reason and the way that you get those clients is through the way that you market. So it's really important yeah. that all these things are in line. Well, I think too, it's like, any energy that you put into marketing about a product you're not even passionate about is just wasted energy anyway. Because it's mm. like, if you're not passionate about it, it's not going to go anywhere. So don't waste that time. Don't waste that energy. How many Instagram posts have you seen over the years where someone like shares a photo of a good looking couple and then it's like, I had a good wedding this weekend, lovely couple. And I'm like, oh my God, like, you couldn't great be times. More- yeah, it's, it's, that was the most boring post that I've ever seen. And you wasted your time and my time by looking at it. And now I want to unfollow yeah. you because now I'm like, I have a bad taste in my mouth. I'm like, man, this person didn't even care enough about their own couple, their own brands and their own work to actually write something that actually would move me. And so mm-hmm. I think about that all the time. It's like, sometimes it's worth not posting if you're just not going to yeah. be passionate about what you're doing. <laughs> yeah, no, it really is. And again, I think that's like, yeah, like you said, it's not anything to like shame yourself for or feel attacked about. Just viewing it as an opportunity of like, yeah, I've mm. maybe stepped a little bit out of alignment here and I should go back and figure out how to get back to that before I put any energy into moving the business forward. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So let's say you do go back to it. You get an alignment. You know what you want to do just to kind of take things back to that like long-term versus short-term marketing tool. And I love how you describe it. What did you say? It was like firecracker and... Firecracker and slow burn. Firecracker and slow burn. But we get really caught up as creatives in like the firecracker marketing. Because like you said, it's something that you can like quickly throw. You're posting that you're booking. You're posting that new product launched. Yeah. It's like serotonin. I mean, it's like TikTok, like viral content, right? Where it's like, it happens really fast. And you're like, wow, this was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Like, let me go again. Let me go again. And like short-term tools are things like Instagram and TikTok. And it's like a lot of work, but like a quick reward. Like we can make that content and then it's a quick reward. We're turning people over, whatever. But these platforms really only serve us for what? Like tops a week. Like if you can have a I really good... actually put a different perspective on this as well? Because I'm just yes. thinking about this. So this is definitely like you're saying short term in, in the terms of how much it affects and reaches people that quickly. But also it mm-hmm. does have a long-term effect because if mm-hmm. you are writing a really shitty, you know, caption, right? And yes, I've only seen it for 24 hours. So it's short-term marketing. You're just trying to get those quick wins, but it Mm -hmm. leaves a long-term memory for me and your brand. So as we're posting every single day, it creates a conversation and they're just little words that we have every single day. And so that conversation, because I've been on Instagram for 10 years, like people still follow me from 10 years ago and they still enjoy the stuff that I'm sharing, even though it's completely different. And it's because mm-hmm. it's been the same messaging and the same marketing and the same passion showing up over and over. So even though it's quick wins, firecracker marketing, it mm-hmm. doesn't mean we need to compromise on our values or on our actual mm-hmm. overall brand. Yeah. No, I think what's cool is the short firecracker marketing ones are also the biggest brand converters because they take so much rep- repetition and consistency. And so I think that's really beautiful. What's really beautiful about having short-term and long-term tools is like, the short-term ones do convert better because you're going to be building that brand relationship with them. And I'm the same. I'm like, there's some people that followed me from back when I was like 19 and first started photography. And it just makes me so happy because I'm like, Mm. oh my God, like I was able to build a connection with these people so deep that even though, yeah, my content's totally different, they're still here. But to also balance that with longer term tools so that you're not constantly having to rely on creating on content hustle. all the time. Yeah. Cause it, <laughs> it can become kind of a hustle. Yeah. I'm like, Instagram can take up a lot of time. Same with TikTok. And that's where I really push balancing one of each tool because we have like the longer term tools like Pinterest or SEO, because those things, they don't show our personality as much. It's going to be harder to convert from those. They're going to have to be then taken and routed to a short-term marketing tool like Instagram or TikTok to like get to know us a little bit better. Mm. But they also serve us for so long. And that is one of my favorite things about those platforms is I was telling someone the other day, I was like, I have pins from five years ago that I haven't touched in five years. They took me five minutes to make that I still get wedding inquiries on. And I don't even shoot weddings anymore. Yeah. And that's like... What's so I get cool wedding we leads wanna... every single day. I haven't posted on Instagram for years. And it's just through yeah. just like old blog posts that I spent half an hour writing, you know, five years ago. Bingo. Seven yeah. years ago. And I think that's... We love that. And I think that's what's so cool about having that balance of long-term and short-term tools is yes, you can have these short-term tools where you build relationships and you build the brand. But they also do take a lot more work and upkeep. And then you can have these longer term ones that are working for you in the background to bring in a new audience that you might not have to, you know, work every day on. Like I get on and I use Pinterest for 
maybe an hour a month, Mm -hmm. like tops. And we have like, I just looked up our stats for the last year and we reached, I wanted to say it was like 23 million people in the last year. And I was like, that's wild. That's like 23 million eyes on my work for maybe 12 hours of work the entire Mm. year. And like to get that kind of turnaround from the more short-term tools can be a little bit harder. And so when you think about that, I usually tell people, I'm like, pick a long-term and a short-term one so that you can have something that, yeah, you're building relationships on and showing up a little bit more. And then you can have a tool that works for you in the background, like SEO, like Pinterest that are going to bring in those inquiries and the work and the jobs and the money and the background that you don't have to tinker in constantly. And so once you've kind of identified what feels fun, right? A lot of people, that's Instagram. Not everyone wants to make TikTok videos every single day. (laughs) And I get that. TikToks... Are you using TikTok? A little bit. A little bit. Yeah. It's a lot of work. It's a lot. Yeah. So I know it's not for everyone. And so Instagram is kind of the big one that I do recommend for people as like a shorter term um, brand building tool because it's an amazing brand builder. And it's also amazing for what I call core content, which is this idea that we... Between all of the platforms that we're expected to use these days, we need video, we need still content, we need written content. That's kind of like the big three. And what's great is Instagram requires all of those. And so what you can do is if you build out your Instagram, let's say you schedule out everything for a month, you have reels, you have story ideas, you have captions, you have photos. Now you have all of this content that can be used on the other platforms. You have reels that can go onto TikTok. You can have captions that are put into SEO and an email list. You have photos that can be put on the blog and Pinterest so that you're not having to constantly create 10,000 pieces of content to be scattered around. Yeah. It makes it so much easier. Yeah. It's so daunting. I think for creatives that are like, I'm not, you know, I'm not a content creator. Like I'm not an influencer. So like, how am I supposed to be coming up with this I'm not much a media content company. 24-7? Yeah. yeah. Like I'm not a media company. How am I supposed to come up with all of this stuff for so many platforms? And even then that's like, you know, that's if you're using every single platform. So mm-hmm. Instagram is a great place for core content. And so, I mean, everyone knows the obvious things of like, you know, post every day, do three to five reels a week, whatever. And like I said earlier, it's it's great that you can post every day on Instagram, but there's got to be a little bit more drive behind that. But one of the things that I always tell people when they're like approaching their marketing is to first think of their cold audience and making sure that people are running through a cold to warm to hot audience pipeline. And the idea with this is, right, is that there are people that are going to come to your page that know nothing about you. They're going to be finding you, whether that's through viral content or word of mouth. And they need to look on your profile and know exactly who you are and what you do. And that's like where you know your branding statement and resources will be great. Do you post the best representations of your work? Are you introducing yourself often in your posts? Like, Do people have to go through your stuff for longer than a minute in order to find out who you are and what you do? Because if they do, you've already lost them. Like... Again, we're ingesting just way too much content to like make people work for it on our pages and our marketing. Like you need to tell them exactly what it is straight out the gate. There needs to be like really clear ways to get to know you and your business before they then move into like a warm audience, which they know a little bit about you, right? And this is where like UGC comes in, which for those who don't know, that's user-generated content. And that's 
what's coming from your clients? Like, what are your clients saying about you? What are people saying who've worked with you? What's their experience like? Now they can know a little bit more about you and what working with you is like. Um, And then you have your hot audiences and they're ready to be sold to. But we can't just focus on like cold audience content or warm audience content or hot audience content only. Because, you know, if I come to your page and I've never heard of you before, I just found you on my Explore page. I'm so sorry. Let me put this cat away because this is going to drive me insane. (laughs) So if I like come to your page, right? And I've never heard of you before and I'm just immediately sold to and that's the only thing I find on your platform. That's like, I might as well have been scrolling by an ad. Like I'm just going to click right out because there's nothing really for me to benefit from. I don't know you. I'm not like married to you as a brand. Like I'm just going to click out. And it's the same. It's the same thing with just like getting to know you posts. Like if I only get to know you ever... When am I going to purchase from you if I like have no idea that you even sell stuff? So you have to find like this fine line of making sure that your marketing is hitting all three of those things. And again, like we talked about earlier, like selling isn't going to feel icky if you're just passionate about your work and your business. Like it's going to feel fun and it's going to feel amazing. And you're going to be really excited to like get all of your stuff in their hands because yep. you're just so passionate about your craft. And so that's what's really cool. And so I wanted to just kind of walk through for your audience and any tips you have to, I think will be good. But like, I wanted to walk through like the actual content that you need to post in order to hit those three audiences. Because I think a lot of people get hung up on like, let me just again, post every day. Let's see what happens. Hopefully someone gets something out of it and likes it. And so I think there's a good way to kind of like look at a list and be like, okay, let me rotate, you know, these 12 types of content. And it makes it feel a little less scary. And you're not having to wake up every day and pull up Instagram and be like, what do we do today? Like, what am I going to write about? Yeah. 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 Again, like no strategy. Yeah. Like, what do I do? And I see creatives that are like, oh, I spend like an hour a day trying to figure out what to post on Instagram. And I'm like, what? That's so long. Like that is so much time that you could have spent having fun or like doing something else in your business. So there's kind of like a few things that we can do in order to like hit the different audiences that are going to be in our platforms. And like one is tips and tricks. Like everyone loves learning something. And I think people get really hung up on tips and tricks thinking that they have to be some sort of educator, but they don't. Like if you're a wedding photographer, post tips and tricks about like finding your outfits for your sessions. If you're a planner, do like five tips and tricks for like where you should start when it comes to starting your wedding. If you own a boutique, show us how to style certain pieces in different ways. Like everyone can bring something to the table that helps their audience. And if you can't, that's also something that you need to, you got to sort that. (laughs) If you can't think of any way to better their life. Yeah. I'm like, if you can't better their lives without them giving you money, that's a problem. Like you Mm -hmm. should be able to better their lives in some way before they even exchange a dollar with you. Do an introduction, like introduce you and your team, like make sure they actually know who's behind it. Right. Like we, everyone's sick of supporting Bezos or Urban Outfitters, like all these faceless companies or we don't like the faces like Bezos. But like, you know, it's like they want to know you. They know they want to know who they're supporting. Like post a review from a client. Post, you know, inspiration, things that are inspiring you lately so that they can get to know you as a human. Think about like your brand stories. Like go back to those brand values and like what are stories that you can tell that help people connect to that? Like goes back to like, you know, gathering around a campfire. Like everyone loves telling and hearing stories. And it's kind of like that Twitter fight story is like one of my key ones because it's like, it goes back to the foundation that like you have to be doing something different from the competition in order to move your business forward, which is why it's one of my key brand stories. And like people connect with that because that's what I'm really passionate about in my business. 
tell us a story of like a client or a session. Like you said, posting a photo and being like, loved this wedding day. It was good. No one, no one wants to It doesn't need anybody. Yeah. No, like the way that, the, like you said, I'm like the way I read that, and I'm like, I might have to unfollow you because that was really boring and it felt like a waste of my time. Like, and it felt like that you really didn't enjoy that job. And now I have to look at this post that you had yeah. to post to try and get another client, and I'm not interested. <laughs> yeah, no, literally, people can feel that. Like they can feel the energy that's coming from behind your content. Like if you are showing up in an icky way, just don't post that day because people can, people can feel yeah. that. Go for a walk. Take a break. Yeah, go for a walk. I literally like, go for a walk and then come back. We'll loop again. We'll find out if we can do it a little better. <laughs> Another thing is selling though, right? Like creatives don't want to feel like used car salesmen, but it's like, it shouldn't, it should feel fun and it should feel exciting. So like, don't forget to tell clients how to book you or what products you offer or what services you offer. Like, it's not weird to post about how to hire you. It's actually kind of needed for you to get hired. Yeah. And another, again, is like UGC, like what is a client shared about your work? What have they posted? What have they reviewed? How can you incorporate that into your own media? Show us behind the scenes of your work. Show us behind the scenes of your life. Like I never get more coaching um, inquiries than when I share about my personal life. Like that converts so much better than literal sales or like me posting like a graphic about hiring me. Like people want to know what my life is like because I'm going to help them build a life like that. And so it's really important for people to be able to get to know you. Post about you and your why. Uh, Post a breakdown. Like you just want to break all of this down. And now you've got this list, right? Of like, okay, I don't know what to post today. This is it. Think of those brand values again. Think about how you can show up and share these things with your audience because they want to get to know you. They want to see why you're different than every other photographer, planner, coach, whatever that's in the industry right now. I love that. All the pillar content. So easy yeah. to get in and create content when you have some direction. And just even like you're saying 12, but I think I use about five. So even if you just got like five core things and then you just rotate through. Hey, another one. That's you probably thought of before, but maybe someone listening hasn't, but frequently asked questions. Every time someone asks me a question and, or they email me a question, I'm like, there's a reel, needs to be answered. I'm like, there's a post, there's, you know, whatever it is. If one of my clients asks that question, there's other clients wondering that question. Great content. Absolutely. I think that's like such a huge one and a great way to think of it. Like, yeah, one person asked you it. But it's probably because they were like the one person that yeah. had the courage or like had the time to inquire. Like if someone else has that question, then a lot of people do. And that's a great way to show them too, that you also like care about them. That's what we really need to get back to as businesses is like, like you said in the beginning, one of your core brand values is like making sure people feel seen and heard and appreciated. Like even if you have 200 followers, that is 200 people invested in your art. And that exactly. is... Mind blowing. When you know, you think someone about was it. telling like, me the other so day, beautiful. they were like, if I have a hundred followers, Jai, there's more pressure on me than you having 60,000 followers. And I was like, how's that so? They're like, well, because if I lose 10 followers, that's 10% of my whole audience. So I have to make sure that all my content's really good. But if you lose a hundred followers, Jai, like it doesn't really matter. And I was like, hmm, that's so interesting. Like I never thought of it that way. <laughs> yeah, that is actually, I'm like, that's a perspective shift. Those yeah, percentages. That is. I'm like, well, you better be start show If you've got a hundred followers out there, you better start showing up some amazing content. <laughs> yeah, no, truly. But yeah, now that you've like got this Instagram strategy, like you said, you have these like things that you can rotate through, you have core content. And like, that's the content that you hopefully found joy in making. And yeah. now you can repurpose that into all of your other platforms. And like, let's say 
you know, you don't want to utilize all of the platforms. You just want to choose a long-term and a short-term tool. Do, you know, Instagram and do Pinterest. Like now you have all of this content on your Instagram. You go onto Pinterest, you know, you claim your website, you set up rich pins, you do all of the things. Go through and schedule those pins. I always recommend like Tailwind. I don't know if you use Tailwind for your marketing on Pinterest. Oh, let me go into depth a little bit further than that because it's going to change your life. Yeah, so... On Pinterest, just to give everyone like a breakdown of Pinterest like strategy, it's my favorite application for marketing because again, it takes so little time and it serves you so long term. Um, but you're going to want to set up a business account. You're going to claim your website. You're going to enable rich pins, and then you're going to add your branding statement in your bio. After that, you'll schedule your pins with an app called Tailwind. And basically, what it is, this is the way to batch schedule your content. So mm-hmm. let's say, right, that you have a blog post. You can just go onto the blog post, click Tailwind. It's going to gather all the pins for you. You select all the portrait orientation ones because those do the best. And then you're going to choose your keywords, assign them to a board and batch them. So it's really great because that blog post, they're all going to use the same keywords. You enter them, you click schedule, and then Tailwind actually pins them for you alongside the Pinterest algorithm. So it'll pin them at the best times for the Pinterest algorithm, which is lovely. Yeah, it literally does the work for you. And so, so that's why no you just, yeah, you really don't. I always tell people, like, <laughs> there's no excuse to not use Pinterest because it is the easiest platform to use. And then it batches them out for you over a series of like days or weeks, depending on how much you batched. And it takes less than a, you know, an hour if you stay on top of it. You like want to make sure that your keywords are strategized, make sure that you're using keywords that your ideal client would be searching for. Like, don't just describe the image. Think of like, you know, if you're in the wedding industry, like the wedding venue, the designers, the type of content, let's say you own a boutique that sells home goods, what kind of style, like think of what they'd actually be searching for. And then you're going to do like 15 to 20 keywords per image, then click schedule and then Tailwind handles it all for you. Like it just takes care of everything. And then you get to have those pins, you know, that serve you for five years and you're getting inquiries five years down the line for something you shot and took five minutes for just like five years ago, which is wild. And I think that's one of, again, like the beauty of making sure that you have short-term and long-term tools so that you can stay on top of Instagram, keep that brand running, keep building relationships. You can have those long-term tools work in the background for you for so little time. Yeah. I love that. It's such a, just an easy way of just automating your marketing. Yeah. And that's, I think like what we have to focus on more as business owners too, especially if you're in the beginning stages, you don't have a team. That's a lot to keep up on. Like you don't need to be a content creator, a marketer, a tax, like an accountant, a photographer. Like there's so many things you have to do in your business. So as many things as you can automate or repurpose with like core content, the better because then you can reach more eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Strategize them, actually get in the mindset of your ideal client and make sure that you're using those brand values to to tell them why you're the person that they need to hire. That's awesome. I love that little tip. Yeah. I know there's going to be people running around right now, grabbing their pen and going, all right, today's the day. <laughs> Writing I'm it gonna, all down. Yeah. I'm going to uh, start my Pinterest strategy and I'm just going to start doing some long, long winded content. There's few things that make me happier than seeing people get on Pinterest. Cause we've had people that like, even just like the free tips, like what we just went over, claiming those things, doing the keywords. Yeah. It makes a difference um, we right had people who, Yeah. There was like people that were DMing me that they went to like thousands or hundreds of thousands of views within like a couple days or even a week. And like, it's a powerful, powerful tool. And you just want to make sure that it's obviously routing them back to a, a brand building tool, like Instagram or your website where they can get to know you better and then learn about you. Can I give some tips as well? Places that people could yeah. find 
yeah, find some new clients. I think one thing um, everyone's got to understand, like with marketing, we hate marketing because we hate standing out. We love to fit in. And marketing goes against human natures because it's all about standing out. But one thing you got to do is a lot of the times we sort of look around these big platforms and we see all of our competitors doing something like they're all on maybe Instagram making reels, they're on TikTok, they're doing these things. And then we believe we need to do the same thing as they are doing using the same audio, you know, doing the same dancing, like whatever it is. So then that way we're going to get the same success that they're going to have. Um, A lot of the times it just waters down everybody's success when we do that. But there's a lot of amazing things that we can do. Just like Pinterest, there's not a lot of people on Pinterest uh, right now, especially if you're a wedding photographer. I actually see it all the time. You talked about uh, Facebook ads before. It actually blows my mind how many wedding photographers just won't use it or don't use it. And it's like basically a free market. That's the way I see it. But another way is like uh, with Reels, instead of posting them on TikTok, I've actually noticed lately if you post it on YouTube Shorts, it actually instantly comes up on Google, like instantly. So Mm. I'll post a video and then I'll post the keywords that I want and then I Google it and I'll get my friends to Google it around the world to check. And it's on first page, first thing, you'll see my Reel. And then I'm like, okay, so there it is. And now I'm starting to get leads from that. And now we post that every single, like every day I'm probably posting another short on there with some great keywords and no one's doing it because everyone's competing, comparing on TikTok or they're doing Mm -hmm. the same on Instagram and they haven't like looked around. Now, another place, um, I actually heard Gary Vee talking about this, but it's on Reels on Facebook and they're working amazing. So I'm starting, I haven't used my Facebook page in so long, but all of a sudden I'm starting to post them on there and then people are finding my stuff. And it means I can retarget easier on Facebook ads as well. So it's like, I know no one's there, but my clients still use Facebook and my clients still mm-hmm. use YouTube and my clients still use Google. So if all my competitors are not using those platforms, it means it's really easy for me to stand out. And marketing is all about standing out. So just a couple of other platforms mm-hmm. that you could probably repurpose, retool and use as well. Yeah, no, I love that. I think those are great tools that yeah, people are not utilizing as well and just getting... Getting comfy with standing out from the competition. That's what you want. Yeah. Pinterest, you can put reels on too as well, can't you? Like we've done that. Video. Video is phenomenal on Pinterest right now. They added it a few years ago. Yeah. And they have story pins now, which if you're Mm. not utilizing story pins, putting your reels as those perform incredibly and drive traffic to your Pinterest profile. And that's also why you got to have like, make sure everything's linked in every profile. Make sure you have a branding statement that's very clear there because Pinterest isn't obviously... A place where you're going to interact with them. So it needs to be clear where they can go to interact with you. Absolutely. All right. I think there's so much stuff there. And I think my audience is going to be mind blown. Is there any last little statements when it comes to the overwhelm of marketing that you want to share with my audience? Yeah, I think overall, just like, again, getting back to your basics and like really taking your business out of it for a second. Think about your strengths. Think about how you want to feel in your business. Think about the platforms that you love using. Like if you don't love showing up on certain applications, don't do not do them. Like there's no pressure to, there's no reason to. And just really focus on yourself as a human and then bring that into the business and do it in a way where you can repurpose content, where you can, you know use the content that you've already built on different platforms and not stretch yourself too thin and just make sure that the content that you're putting out, like you said, is good and branded and stands out from the competition and actually speaks to who you are and what you're doing differently rather than just putting it out there willy-nilly with not a thought behind it. I love that. And so where can we find you? I know you get a podcast. I know you got yeah, a good so Instagram. You can find me 
online. Yeah. My podcast is That's My Personal Business. And we talk about all things personal, all things business, how they interact, all things in between. Uh, and then you can find me on Instagram at Eden Strader. And we have a ton of freebies on there. We have a Pinterest freebie as well as an intuitive marketing quiz, which is usually where I recommend people start so that they can find out what works best with their personalities and you know what they like doing. And then it comes with tips and tricks on how to use, utilize those platforms. There it is. All right. Thanks for being on the show. Thanks for talking to yeah, my audience. Yeah, thanks for having and, me, Jai. Yeah. And um, I'll talk to you soon.